1: Podcast. Hell yeah, brother. Overload, brother.
2: Beats by at Smoke M2D6. Welcome to the tape review podcast of Seattle Overload, where we're going to dig in to the all 22 from the Chicago, from the Dallas Cowboys preseason loss. The 0-3 0 oh, 3 Seahawks, but there's still positives. There's still things to take away leading into the season, not least the fact that Gino Kun Smith won the starting quarterback job, or, or did he? He only had one drive. It's more that Drew Locke lost it. But what do we see from Gino that drive?
1: Well, hold on now. <laughs> do you think that he because he only had one drive means that he was closer to having won it than not
2: I I do I I think he'd already kind of won it I think like Pete Carroll said that drew lock ran out of time and you know he, he he already had kind of run out of time like Gino's second preseason game he was basically flawless mm. and so
1: I, yeah I well, I mean I think really to I'll backtrack on my own thing. They were trying to keep the reps fairly even. So giving Locke three plus quarters, you know, literally balances out the drives. But um, now if they gave Gino, looking back in hindsight, if they gave Gino two drives or maybe even the first quarter, I would have thought, okay, the competition was for real going on to the end. But if, you know, Locke blows everyone away with those three and a half quarters, you probably... Go, okay this, this is really interesting again right
2: you schedule another preseason game <laughs> yeah you, you, do you a mock call game.
1: up raj and be like listen okay but, but how did gino do on his one drive um i thought he i thought he did fine i thought he mostly did fine he uh there there was that one play that we were talking about earlier where he he should have thrown to Fant in the flat not that it would have really gotten them anything but he ends up scrambling and he throws to Disley. It's when the Disley so drops. And that also wouldn't have gone for anything. But the fan one was still the better decision. Or the one in the flat. I don't remember if it was fa- fan or not. Um, but so. Um, um, the So like right off the bat. I'm trying to think. Did the boot come first? Was Was the boot the first like real play of his?
0: The
2: boot where in the instant reaction. We were like. What I was like, I think Dino's listening to us because right. <laughs> he yeah. he threw the root the you know upper body talk kind of deal, which uh yeah, it looked oh as, my god,
1: it looked as good on tape as it did on broadcast. West Virginia just
2: threw the worst pick ever. Sorry, I know it, it was it was right in his hands. <laughs> it,
0: just, it just went right through his. There's head.
2: been so many mistakes. I know they're young kids and it's high pressure. To, the backyard, oh. Um.
0: This is being recorded on Thursday, September first, by the way, for transparency's sake. <laughs> so the West not, Virginia pet game is on right I'm now. I'm
2: a massive Mountaineers fan. I love the country boats. He's a he's a big,
0: big 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 Geno guy over here, yeah. even though he didn't he wasn't even around for the Geno era.
2: Anyway, sorry, Griffin.
1: Um, no, no, no. Where so it was interesting that it was a boundary boot. So space is like. Can, is is closing up on him quickly there. And he's got a rusher in his face. And I really thought that play was dead on broadcast, but he fired it over. And for a second, I'm thinking, because we don't know where the ball's going. I'm like, oh no, could this be trouble? But then he throws it, you know, rifles it right in there. The, the corner could have easily have fallen off and made a play. Well, he kind of did in that he got contact on Young, but Young still could have caught that ball. He would have made contact on him on the way down, but he dropped it at the catch itself the catch point itself um but it's good that gino can make those throws because like we said on the reaction pod episode you have to be able to make throws in the boot with rushers in your face so uh it was good that he did that um then he followed it up with a was it a third and 11 well
2: well on that boot as well griff it's they've only run like very basic that that, like two basic but that was like uh the tight end runs right up on this down the seam like on an alert corner which you don't throw basically the outside receiver on the same side of the field runs like a a quick out into the flat which in this case was Lockett. and then the other receiver wraps across the middle on the over route and so it like i don't think teams will cover these stuff as well when there's more variation but also the fact gino had the confidence to throw that in when there was a defender in the flat on Lockett, like who could have closed on that football, like yeah. and and yet Gino still threw it to the window. So I
1: mean, tight window throw with the rusher in his face on the move. Anyway, all, so the third, three.
2: the third and eleven.
1: The, the third and eleven. So first of all, it's a seven step concept, not a five step concept. Shane Waldron was running five step concept concepts on third and long with Goff. Like the this is like they're putting a lot on gino's shoulders now the read wasn't super involved i believed it was you read kind of like hank a hank concept curl flat where you read the middle squeeze and then progress to the outside this was not hank but it was like a essentially like smash on the outside where but instead of running a true corner out you sit down so it's called a swirl some teams call it a cop meaning like corner stop um but uh seattle I know that um, Waldron's use of the word cop means corner post. So totally different thing. It's just some people call the swirl a cop. So a corner route where the corner sits, sits down. is called a swirl in their offense. Lockett runs a good swirl. But so what, what I'm getting at here is Gino Smith is reading Eskridge's like middle deep middle sit route and the, the, um, the curl defenders are squeezing it and the hook defender as well. He realizes that they're rotating the cover two. So he immediately snaps to the cover two side, the cover two beater side, which is the swirl concept. And then he just steps up the pocket, hitches up twice and fires a strike to lock it. And it's just like bang, bang, bang. Now he could have gone to the other side, which is maybe more of a quarters beater side. It's like a stop route on the perimeter. So that's, that's two things. He's going through the progression, but then he's also reading the coverage change up on him post-snap and then choosing the right side and then delivering, working up the pocket when the, honestly, there was some heat coming down on the edge. But it's the kind of heat where if you hitch up quickly, it's not a problem. And then he gets it to lock. So really good play. Um, before that, I think it was before that, he had the, interestingly, gun play action yeah, strike so- to, to lock it. That was yeah. Go ahead.
2: Second and ten, I think second play of the game.
1: Okay. Yeah. After the
2: right after the boot incompletion.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so what's cool about that one is that it's just it's a rhythm throw, but he gets the ball out before Lockett even puts his left foot, or he starts his throwing motion before Lockett even plants his left foot to break out, and then he puts the ball right where it should have been. Lockett ran a great route, but it's just that's chemistry with your. One of your best receivers, and that's anticipation, you know, etc. So, well, honestly, really clean I, stuff. I really liked.
2: Him. I really liked that process as well because he, this uh, he's kind of running like a post, like not a post route, but like F post, like uh, kind of like an angled route over the middle. Think about like Texas, where the back runs the that kind of route, but uh, it's
1: like the forty-five degree route, but it breaks at eight nine yards, kind yeah. of.
2: I think calling it kind of like F post is the right sort of thing. Why post? But anyway, he looks at that and the rats underneath it. And so he just progresses through. It's all synced up with his feet as well with the drop and the, the gun play action. And yeah, like you say, hits Lockett really nice. So also yeah. seeing him connect with Lockett on two like, like sexy quarterback plays. Yeah, Lockett's open, but, um, and, and has won through, like uh, you know, his route running skill. But like, that translates to real football and
1: and also so the protection on that play as in the protection call was interesting because you had the left guard swinging out and everyone else is sliding that's not that's not uh gun zone slide protection right like off of a gun zone run that's like off of their constraint gun runs where they're running draws or like power right or gap stuff rather so that means that they're going to be doing very little gun running and it's only going to be constraint runs. It's not like a base zone run that they have in the gun anymore. But then they still even have a play action menu off of it, which is cool. Um, so yeah. So so that means if if you're in second and 10 or second and short even, and the offense the defense is in the look where the off where they're going to run on a lot. And the defense knows they're going to run they could also play action at any point so it's like even your constraint has a constraint off of it which is cool because it, it, it provides them flexibility in their stuff we'll see how that evolves over time but like yeah that's that's where you can still pick things out from preseason because you don't do things that you don't practice or the other way around you do things that you practice a lot and if you are practicing that a lot that implies more stuff even if it's preseason,
2: so. So after after that uh locket swirl corner catch, there was the first and 10, and they had a mesh concept going on, and Gino managed to get a little uh, defensive pass interference flag when trying to throw to Noah Fant's shallow crosser against what I think was a cover three kind of deal going on, cover three match. And it was nice because he tried to throw fan open he moved up in the pocket again it was a clear hook the defender got there early and um and it also, might have been
1: a touchdown if if there was no interference
2: good call and uh, and you know what he he did similar against he tried to throw a rip uh throw a whip route to the young and the the corner hooked young there like he got there way early to to recover on the because he broke to the outside and then was going to get beat to the inside if he hadn't hooked him it wasn't called cool and so and Young uh dropped the pass. But um yeah, so again, trying to throw guys open against coverage, good reads, quick, quick enough read, moving up in the pocket using his pass pro charge it, well. it was
1: the the third read in the progression as well. Yep.
2: Yep. They'd covered everything up pretty good and uh pretty calm in the pocket and all that stuff. And then things started to go wrong, not through Gino's fault, because Travis Homer from the 20-yard line had it had his outside run it looked like he was almost going to get him for a touchdown and then it came back for holding on phil haynes where i mean it's the kind of thing which offensive linemen do all the time where he's front side his guys got outside and he holds him for a fraction too long for the official's liking but it's not a hold the problem is he like at the end of the play he like held his arms out like i didn't hold him which like is the yeah, it draws
1: attention to it. Like,
2: oh, he he did hold him then when he he didn't really. He just made too big a show of letting him go. So, yeah. Then they're in first and twenty, and this is the play that I think, Gino, I, I have an issue with him. Now the Cowboys, a big part of their defense is disguising, uh, showing middle field closed, and then spinning into middle field open. Did it a lot last year. They did it a lot in this game. And these, these plays show why they do it. Um, so this first play, I think Gino sees middle field closed, so single high, one high coverage. And I think he thinks, as he's tried in previous games, I'm going to go for Derek Young here. He's up against press. I trust my dude. Let's throw the alert. Is that what you saw? Um,
1: yeah, I did.
2: Yeah. So then they spin into two high... Uh, dropping like the the dude who was over the tight end and on on that side of the field and gino sees that and i I don't really know what he's doing he just sort of stares at that high safety like it's cover two on that side i think he's wondering if he can still thread it into the young but the corner is underneath young so it's not there but with the corner underneath young he should just throw it to Noah Fant in the flat because it's a high low conflict yeah, they've spun, but you know it's too high. So go to Fant in the flat. Hmm. Now, I, I don't know why he didn't. Maybe he thought... Yeah, what what, <laughs> what, what, why didn't he? Like, why didn't he just read the high low and throw it? Because Gino has been good at that. Maybe he thought Fant was caught up in the chip pass protection. I, I, I don't know.
0: Well, I thought at first that he uh, that he looked at, at Fant and identified Fant, but it seems like he didn't even look his way. It seemed like he just kind of bailed out of there. And... Um, yeah. Yeah, that was an easy like four yards, four five yards on that play. And he just kind of bailed out a little too quick, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a good explanation for it. Um, because he knows he knows Fant is there. Yeah. So what why doesn't he because he knows the play call, obviously. So why doesn't he transition to him? Um uh, when he goes, when he looks backside, his first look is the weak safety. Or not the fields, not the weak safety, the field safety, the the, the strong safety, technically. Um, so I thought maybe did he think he was creating, because a lot of safeties don't like to gain a lot of width to the field in cover two. Was he trying to create a touchdown or something and then quickly realized, oh, that's not actually there? So then he checks it down to Disley and he well, just.
2: What I don't get as well is like Travis Homer's the check down right, over the middle. Surely you just come off it and just hit your check down over the middle if you're not gonna throw the flat. and he yeah. does have a rusher kind of bearing down him and the timing of it's just so bad. Like it's just it's the one yeah. play where it's Gino's not playing quarterback, like yeah. in the way yeah. that you'd like. He just play the play the you you love using this term, Griffin. And I, I I love you for it. Cause you say like play quarterback. This ain't playing quarterback, it's not yeah. honoring the timing <laughs> of the play. And what happens is you're so discombobulated that you end up like you throw it to Disney in the flat, but it's all broken. The corner's there. And he drops the pass, but really it's going for like one yard, but it's also leaving yards on the field. This should have been getting the team into second and fifteen, second and twelve. The good Agreed. news is Gino I actually I love your explanation, Griff, about you know what? Maybe he did think he could try and throw it to the field go. And he's he's trying to peek on that. That, that's the one thing which makes sense because, yeah, it, it's anyway. Still,
1: it's, so it's, it's, it's not like it's not an excuse, right? It's just an explanation. No. You still would rather – because we're just trying to make sense of why did you do it because, like you said, he's not playing quarterback. Like what is happening? happened? Um, yeah, you want to see him hit Fant 10 times out of 10 times and either Fant gets tackled for two yards or he breaks a tackle or makes the guy miss with like a little jab step, then he gets eight yards, you know? Like the range of things that can happen, or just especially on whatever you know, first and twenty, right? Um, so yeah, that's 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 a that's a demerit there. Um, yeah. But then the following play,
2: Maddie. The second and twenty, which was the sack, and as JT Daniels just gets sacked, great. Uh, <laughs> so the sack. Gino, uh, initially, well, in, our init- in our initial reaction, our instant reaction pod, we didn't understand the play call and we didn't really know why Gino was staring it down so much because it was what looked like an out route and a go route into cover two, and the, which is a weird play call, right? Mm-hmm. And it looked like Gino was staring down the honey hole for far too long and not moving off it. Now, Derek Young comes out in his press conference and he's like I had a missed assignment in the preseason where the Cowboys were sh- showing like we said showing cover 1 spinning into cover 2 and that's interesting and he goes my missed assignment was my I was supposed I was running an out route and I thought it was cover 1 so I ran an out route but it was actually cover 2 and I should have throttled it down oh. and then you go ah as Mike Dugard did on Twitter you go and look through the plays, and the one play where Derek Young is running an out route into cover two is this play. And if he throttles it down, is there that Gino Smith has right. the throw. And you look at Gino look at staring this one down on the second and twenty situation, he identifies what the defense is doing. Because they've already just shown this this disguise spin into cover two. Right. He identifies it and he's he's like okay i'm waiting for young to turn back and look at me and i'll throw it to him and then young keeps just running outside and gino's like no stop 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 by which point pressure comes he, he's gone down right right so really bad receiver play is on the receiver but could gino have uh stepped up in the pocket could he have worked the pocket better here or is this just a bad timing thing
1: yeah i mean i think uh the only alternative, because it wasn't a progression play, so the only alternative was throwing the ball away or scrambling for rushing <gasps> words, I suppose. Um, what happened?
0: Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a catch, Maddie.
2: No, don't say that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be a catch, Maddie.
2: No, it is. West... It is going to be a catch. Uh,
1: West Virginia a... has fallen.
2: No, they haven't. They can't. They're mountains. True.
1: Well their there, mountains they're, degrade over time. Um, I mean, the Appalachians, right?
2: Tell me they, if it's a cat.
1: The Appalachians have been like, reviews not on so. flattened out for millions of years. Um, mm. more, more like hills. Okay. Uh. But so the alternative for Gino right there is throwing the ball away. So it's third and 20 instead of third and 34.
2: that's a catch
1: um, we're calling it a catch.
0: I'm not seeing it, but I'll call it a catch. Yeah. Um, so- I'll, I'll, to support you, Maddie, I'll call it a catch too.
2: There's a catch in my mind. That's what matters here. I'm turning the game off. So
1: So my thing is if something like that happens in the preseason or if he takes, if there's a covered set, sa- if there is a – because he's taking, what, three sacks in the preseason excluding the homer one, Correct. and they, they've all been – coverage sacks or nothing was open sack in this case it was Derek young making a mistake but again like the alternative is well throw the ball away then um now if it's third and 15 and you're out of field goal range try to make something happen okay you don't throw the ball away doesn't do anything for you taking a sack doesn't harm you anymore but then you're then you are already being harmed especially when you have michael dixon as a punter so but If it's first and 10 or second and 10 or second and five, a punt can hurt you now or a sack can hurt you now. So that was still second and 20, but it's second and 20. It's not second and five. It's not second and 10. So what I'm looking for in the preseason for him is as those situations crop up in gun and drop back scenarios, what is hit? What are you doing then with the ball when nothing is open? If if you can scramble within reason like you did to Disley or Noah Fant, or it was Noah Fant, great. And you can create, great. But if things are really not looking good and you have to bail out of the pocket with the, you know, the half turn roll, you know, or the 360 roll, um, to get out of the pocket, like be really careful careful with that on first and ten, on second and whatever. Um, you know what I mean? So that that's that's what I'm looking for. Um
2: I, I love because I love comparing Gino to Tom Brady, right? Um That's really... I think I think Brady in that instance, he watches like or you know, good quarterback play in this instance, you watch your receiver keep widening, you you're annoyed by that, and you scream at him while throwing the ball at him, but way high and way long, out of bounds. Yeah. Like, you can do that from a because it's all well and good, people going oh, well, he should have stepped up and, and slid behind cross and gone right. Or he should have st- launched it, you know, to the honey hole, which wasn't on, by the way. Or he should have, um, you know, thrown it away at a certain, in a certain way. But what was actually possible from his body positioning and the drop and the pass pro and the route he's looking at is that sail it way, like, to the, to the out route, but sail it. Mm-hmm. put way way much on it and he could have sure. done that and he should have done that and it's just disappointing because it's the one thing where i'm like yeah so so that play yeah it's just a, it's this fine of things of like you can't do that really now he did get them back into field goal range with a quick little uh shot to set up a 53 yard field goal but anyway yeah yeah
0: so not a good two play stretch there for him yeah. So we should get a little bit back into the conversation of um, did he win it or did Drew lose it? Um, Did you see enough from Gino over the course of the three games to suggest like, yeah, he grabbed that job. Like he took that job. Or is it more just like he was better than Drew and he didn't catch COVID like Drew did right and that's why he's the starter you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah um i don't think it was so in the bag that Locke couldn't have wrestled back the lead with a great game but i think it was maybe half in the bag for 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 gino he just needed to go out and you know not have a disaster drive which i don't think it was i think he played like i mean we, we just talked about it we don't need to rehash it yeah um I mean Gino checked off a lot of boxes this preseason. He had he had I think 5 big time throws where he got the ball downfield and he was accurate and he did everything the quarterback was supposed to do in those scenarios from the decision making, you know, the pocket work, the re-reading the defense and then actually firing the ball. He did his job on all on all every single attempt over like I mean, 20 yards, but also some of those were 18 or 19 yarders, right? Um, And then even Lockett's technically was caught at 17 yards. So on the the swirl route that we talked about. So, and that was just Geno, you know, playing quarterback the way it's meant to be played. Um, So there's a presence of that. They already know that Geno is a smooth operator and quick game. Um, Like he had a couple of hiccups in preseason, but he was mostly fine. But then they have the three and a half games of him last year where he was very statistically efficient, Mm -hmm. very efficient and quick game. Um, But then on top of that, now that they have they've invested the offense around Gino and Locke skill sets, which overlap enough to put them in the same offense. um, We're seeing like a, a multitude of five step and seven step concepts now deeper drop stuff that they didn't run as much with in the past. Um, and like I said, also the seven step stuff, there's an actual portion of the offense that is built around that, that wasn't built around it with Goff. and Gino's process as much as you can isolate what the, what is the quarterback doing and the execution was pretty solid. So like he's checking as far as Waldron's thinking, he's checking a lot of boxes. He was generally accurate. And then also he did enough stuff outside of the pocket that within reason, without getting too crazy, he can extend plays as well with his arm and his feet, right? Like, you know, the guy still ran a four six. Like, I always forget how fast he is. Um, now, he's not the accelerator. He doesn't have the power of Locke in the open field. Like, Locke is a really impressive athlete. I really admire that about him. But Gino's still working with enough there. So I think Waldron thinks, you know, outside of some habits like don't extend too much don't extend too often i wouldn't be shocked if waldron thinks gino is working with more than jared Goff as a quarterback in process there we go and execution and talent now a lot of what a lot of what got gino smith's statistical output was indeed the supporting cast around him that's the whole thing with with goff is that he's a reflection of the talent around him but if you have an elite supporting cast you can get elite efficiency with Jared Goff. That literally happened, which is an absurd thing to say, but it happened. If you and, have an average supporting cast, you get average stats with Jared and,
2: Goff. And, and is, is Rashad Penny, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Noah Fance, D. bridge Marquise Goodwin, whoever, is that an elite supporting cast? Combined now, with...
1: Oh, I thought you were asking. Me. And, Go ahead. And,
2: and, the, and the offensive line. Sorry. Re- rhetorical, half rhetorical, half not. Well, yeah. What, what, what do you think about that? Because, so, I mean, Odell Beckham wouldn't hurt, but um, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel Period. like it's, like, in the good to great tier. It's not elite, though. Especially if you're throwing the offensive line into the mix, because, like, obviously we've seen some really cool stuff out of the offensive line, but we still, like, don't know how that's all going to look over the course of a full season. So... I,
1: I think, to, I mean talent wise i think it's way up there but that doesn't mean that they're going to play like it because like you just said you need what makes offensive lines great is not just talent and individual proficiency it's time together like continuity actually like you actually the phenomenon of becoming greater than the sum of your parts is something that happens um now the offensive line still performed better than i thought they would this preseason, honestly as well as you could realistically expect them to Maybe Austin Blythe is the secret sauce here. Um, but so I'm not going to make any grand statements about what the supporting cast is in reality yet, but the potential is there. Um, I, I I still feel like the average the offensive line, is not going to be worse than average though? So if their floor is average, man, and, you know the the skill positions are what they are and if and if you use jared goff as a frame of reference for gino it's who knows who knows i mean gino could fall apart i mean i think i think two things can be true gino has been legitimately good at playing quarterback in preseason he has legitimately been good that doesn't mean he will be good in regular season him being bad in regular season doesn't undo what he did in preseason but it doesn't mean it will translate you know and again you're also going up against better competition on defense so that, that that's my half heart well that's my full-hearted answer but it's kind of wishy-washy Maddie, what do you think
2: yeah I agree with your sentiment It's I find it a bit annoying this idea that like Locke has greater potential than Gino I've seen you engaging with that idea too that um somehow we know what Gino is and what his ceiling is and that lock you know has this ridiculous ceiling when and and therefore the idea that you should be playing lock whatever because oh he could be better than Gino when I think for the reasons you've stated I agree you know Gino could be all right like
1: I mean by that same argument by that same argument, Jacob Eason has more potential than
2: Genius. Yeah, you said, should just but... play Jacob Eason, or yeah. Anyway, um, so...
1: n- yeah. Now so... I still have Drew Lock thoughts, though. If we're gonna get there eventually,
2: <laughs> well, you have you think about him like late at night.
1: Sure, mm. mm-hmm. I was watching the tape late at night when it came out. So mm. technically,
2: I was go.
0: thinking about Drew Lock late at night. Mm-hmm.
2: In the cups podcast, we didn't talk about Derek Young making the roster. That was like a big yeah, we didn't uh, we didn't oops.
0: talk about the receivers actually at all. Yeah, we I mean, didn't talk about, about the receivers.
1: Yeah. Um, oops. Oops.
0: Well, let's talk about them real quick. I mean, Freddie Swing got cut as I think we all kind of expected. Um, kind of surprised that he didn't end up with another team, but I mean he significantly regressed
1: yeah that's so weird man
0: yeah i think he signed with miami's practice squad today so that's where he's at now but kind of surprised he didn't end up on a another 53 despite the the bad uh preseason from him right um Um, but yeah other than that it was just like dreek and then penny hart made the team and i think we just kind of expected that
1: right it's so Derek Young honestly looks way more proficient as a route runner. Actually, so at the top of the route, breaking, and he actually looks pretty darn good, like way better than I thought he would. He doesn't look raw. His release off the line needs a lot of work, but that's something that is like, you really need a lot of experience for that. That's where he's really raw, but like the, if they want, they can, they can scheme him free releases. And if he is if he is that naturally good, smooth running like dig routes and stuff, you know, 6'2", 225, running that fast, six nine three cone, like and and even though he's dropping a lot of things, he still looks like a natural catcher. Everything
2: they're, everything looked unbelievable until the drop, which is a silly like kind focus of statement. Drops. But like- but. And we said it drops. Pe- yeah. Pete Carroll said it. He was like, he's getting banged around like it's it's uh you know it's a new kind of a new situation for him. Yeah, I mean, that's what exactly what we said. And yeah. that'll just come with time, I think. Or it might yeah. not, but it's definitely worth keeping around when you factor yeah. in his special team's ability, the athletic traits, the fact that on the roster they're all small other than small small types, smallers rather right. than uh bigger dudes like like dk metcalf that's the only so, guy you need a kind of mirror they they always most teams i think probably do this but i only really focused on the seahawks the seahawks always like to have a little mirror going on where yeah. where you know you've got this guy and you have got this guy and and so so, so good for him and, and and a fun inclusion and uh you know yeah yeah
1: they're, they're they're choosing to invest in him when there were other guys that you could say are equally well Bo Melton is still, the idea of Bo Melton is still exciting, right? And granted, he's on the practice squad. Kay Johnson, they put back on the practice squad. Kay Johnson had a good preseason. He had the muffed punt, you know, bad special teams play. But th- they chose Derrick Young when they had plenty of other options. They chose him when they also wanted a veteran, Marquise Goodwin, as your fourth receiver. Like, th- th- this is not a... Uh, like you would think where they're at right now, you just throw like three or four guys in the the depth chart, wide receiver that are just sort of developmental dudes and just see what happens. You know, not a bunch of expectations, but they included him on a team where really the first five guys have are incumbents, like hardcore, well, not they're either incumbents or they're vets, like Penny Hart sticks around for some reason, it's because he's earned it. But like the dude's almost 27 now, I think. You know, he had a good preseason, granted, but he's he's stuck around through like multiple years. Um, and Derrick Young is the only young guy to really be here. I mean, he beat out Freddie Swain, you know, so that that that's I think it's indicative of that. They think he can be something in the meantime. He doesn't have to be anything right. He's a special teamer. Um, but the skill set, man, not a lot of guys are that agile at that height and weight and are also naturally like coordinated like when he went up for that that go ball that he ended up drop dropping when he hit the ground he looked i said he has a poor release package he still looked good off the line but then he timed the jump well he high pointed it contorted in the air to it i mean he looked awesome right there and it was well defended too apparently
2: as well like at camp he was like noticeably better than like a Bo melton right and and was doing really good stuff so that obviously matters
1: so uh um a j brown um Devo Samuel, you know get back to us in about twenty four months, but because, uh,
2: like coming from d two to this like and and an offense which only was passing in the football for i think one year they were winty before that you know that's that's, that's tricky, that's yeah. no joke
1: yeah. uh so is Devo Samuels what we're saying yeah, yeah
2: talking, of, talking of d's defense nice
0: that was good mm. good
2: one. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, appreciate it. Uh, You're getting def- really
0: good at this hosting thing.
2: Well, hmm. thank you. It's going to my head. Defense. Nickel is a big talking point. And I guess the cornerback group, we kind of delved into that in our last podcast, cornerback group. We we were excited to talk about it. So let's talk about it. We, we touched on Mike Jackson, but we also saw Artie Burns for the first time this preseason. And my one take with Arty Burns is when he's playing cloud technique, he doesn't turn his butt to the sideline as quick as you'd like. He really plays hard down on it, and sometimes roots get in behind him a bit. That was slightly surprising to me. That's also something that can be tweaked. But also, it's like, eh, this is slightly questionable. Uh, I don't know. Still feels like he's probably the most likely, you know, that veteran assurance. Because he'd been working on the right side, but then in this game he got all his reps on the left side. But then that's because they want to eat Willen to get exposure on the right side. Ugh, complicated.
1: Yeah, it's it's odd. I, I mean, we still don't know who the starting corners are going to be. Um, it, it's all odd, and I guess we'll, we'll we'll find out. Pete might say next week. Um, in one of the press conferences, although no, he probably wouldn't divulge that. But yeah, that that's uh, that's very interesting. Um. Did the did the the press did the press man stuff seem to translate though from Chicago?
2: Yeah, but he didn't then have as much like quarters Great. press quarters reps. He was kind of playing off a bit, and he also barely played. I don't. He, I still can't work out if he got hurt or not. But I he he didn't get nearly as many snaps. Like Mike Jackson took the lion's share of that, and so I I don't know a tough evaluation and. Yeah, I, it's, it's so difficult to know what to do because Tariq Woolen, like I don't know, he's, there was a rep where he's playing press quarters and his help is to the inside. Yeah, his his help no, his help wasn't even poaching frontside so it wasn't like tricks where they're playing 5 over 3 to the frontside and Woolen is pure man-to-man. Woolen is in a press quarter and has a a, a safety helping in the post or yeah. the curl post or what we'd call the dig window, right? He has a safety just squatted there and he gets a wide inside release, gets nice hands on kicks inside with it. Real good. He's in good position. He's in that trail position, but then he moves rather than staying outside in because this helps to the inside. So you stay outside in, get on to the near hip and just w- ride that hip out and do not allow yourself to get stacked. He like gets himself in a head up position as though he's trying to transition with the over the middle route and gain yeah. leverage on that, and then gets beat on the corner route because he's got himself stacked. And then he's guessing. If he just keeps his leverage outside and knows because it helps to the inside, so it works. Right. Then he can cover the corner route. But it's just little things like that where it's like, okay, it's the preseason. Like you live and learn, but also. We can't be doing this. Like, how many, how many are you allowed in a cause that gets punished by real quarterbacks and real receivers? Like, For sure. So that's the kind of scary thing of him. But then on that play, the ball doesn't get completed, partly because the quarterback ain't an NFL quarterback in the in the starting sense, but partly also because um Woolen's athleticism recovers to be kind of a body presence, a wide body presence. Yeah, he's not at the catch point necessarily, but still he, he has the athletic ability, the length, the speed, the burst to, to recover to stuff too. So he's a real conundrum. I can't, I can't work out whether you play him, give him more exposure or like, cause what you gain from sitting him, but then, and also like is Artie Burns that much, like is his vet savvy that much better? And he's an athletic dude as well. Not quite as athletic, right. but like, I don't right. know very, very interesting to see that play out. I am yeah. just, there's just moments where I'm like ah that's scarily raw and inexperienced and we'll get you beat
1: I feel like it's just too early but I will embrace it if they do throw them out there um, so
2: and they seem to be in that mode of sort of giving the youth the chance
1: yeah I mean Kobe Bryant you know well
2: so, well that's the thing did you see?
1: I mean, Coleman did... We finally got some good reps of Coleman in the zone as the nickel, and he looks just fine.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Has has Coleman lost the job, or has Bryant done enough to win the job? Or is Coleman the starter?
1: It's, it's very unclear, because we really didn't get enough of Coleman, but then, like, have, have they seen enough, like, Coleman is who he is, and we're cool with that? I'm going to say, like kobe bryant wasn't that impressive to me and man in the slot he he was kind of losing guys across the field a little bit uh, the the longer the play played out do we have a weird scenario where it was kind of like we were talking about with ugo where at least for now coleman is the man nickel when they play cover one their third down package and then ugo or not ugo rest in peace um He's not dead he's very alive um uh where uh his he's he's the seahawk era has, has passed him by unfortunately but then kobe is the early down zone nickel because they just like his you know his activity and his reads and cycling in and out of stuff but then of course that means when you want to play man coverage on early downs it's like it's signaled whether you're going to do that or not just dependent on all right who's in the slot is it coleman or is it Bryant? so I don't know. Or maybe they say, we're going to give you the man calls and early downs, but when it's time to buckle down third and 6 we're trying to get off the field. They know we're playing cover one. We'll just throw Justin out there. So I don't know.
2: I'm not sure you can specialize that much. I think like from a rhythm standpoint and, yeah. and just yeah. like, you know, there's, there's just many disadvantages to doing that as cute as it kind of feels. I, yeah, I mean, Kobe in this game had like some tough reps in the sense that they're difficult routes to cover. Like the, yeah. uh, like the intermediate route and flood concepts is very difficult to cover from outside leverage, especially when yeah. they're playing three match where and the linebackers are getting sucked up, and so there's no, there's like, no one helping on it. He, yeah. It's very hard to gain leverage. He then had a nice pass break up on like a deep over route, um, which hit him in the back of the head, but was thrown late. But he he moved to cut it off well. But again, outside leverage, he doesn't have the like real zoomy burst, but also he's he's able to get there, kind of. And then he got beat on one as well. Uh, so right. but then there's kind of being beat more by alignment and assignment and also linebackers not being very good at getting underneath because they're like third stringers than it is like poor play. And then Cole, and, he, and he's really good at undercutting the out route from outside leverage. But then again, that's something you'd expect him to do. But and then Coleman hasn't really had many play making opportunities. He had that one uh, man coverage thing where he's late getting over to the trips bunch. They had like some assignment confusion pre snap. And so he then oversteps on the route and is beat on a corner route. But Miles Adams got a pressure there, which uh, meant that uh, the quarterback wasn't able to throw that ball. But, um, other than that, Coleman's been pretty flawless. Like I've had some live tweets saying like Coleman should have done better there, but then you go back and watch, and I actually no, it, it was it wasn't actually his assignment or wasn't his fault. So really, I think for me, it's a case of Coleman. Coleman hasn't done anything to lose the job. Like he's he's the sort of surest option. So, right, right, yeah, I agree. I agree. Ty, any closing thoughts?
0: um i'm very excited to uh finally get into the regular season stuff and see what this defense looks like uh pretty much at full strength um finally getting to see the safeties and seeing how the uh, defensive backfield looks with those guys on the mix finally um I'm, I'm very excited to watch jordan brooks play football very excited to oh to, yeah to see that yeah um let's ride
1: Let's fr- no, 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 let's fly.
0: Let's fly. Right. Let's fly. But, yeah, my let's my fly. mistake. My let's my fly. mistake. Yeah, let's fly. Let's fly. Yeah. Well you, Travis Homer.
2: The let's fly episode will be the next episode of this podcast. But until that point where we preview the Monday night football matchup versus the Denver Broncos, please like, rate, subscribe, review, follow, support us. We appreciate you. And Thank you for listening, watching, and all that goodness.